Welcome to Gamer's Ledge Podcast, the weekly podcast about video games with news, reviews, analysis, and opinion. Keeping you up to date on how to wisely spend your money for video games, movies, RPGs, comics, books, and more for over 16 years. Find us online at gamersledge.com. And now, your hosts. Hello and welcome to Gamer's Ledge Podcast. Come on in, sit down, relax, have yourself a refreshing Barks root beer. It's got bite! <laughs> Money hats can be addressed payable to, <laughs> payable to gamersledge.com. Uh, sit down, relax, it's a conversation between friends, a look at what it means uh, to be a hardcore gamer and a look at the video gaming industry. Joining us this week, it is a small, laser-focused cleric... <laughs> Tank, aggro build, starting on my far left with the tank, it's Dave. Hello. And joining us also from the great north, northwest, middle-ish Wisconsin, (laughs) it's our squishy healer, Matt. Howdy. And I am, of course, your aggro for the evening, Mark. (laughs) Lots to talk about. This is, I entitled this episode News Blitz because it is a news blitz. There is so much news that literally your eyes could bleed if they could bleed from news. If I could bleed from news. news. But before we get to that, of course, we need to go around the room, find out what everybody's been playing this week. Dave, what have you been up to? Um, There's, (laughs) it's, been a lot going on this week. Uh, hospital trips and job searching and all kinds of fun stuff. So gaming time has been kept to a minimum. I got a chance to catch up on some TV shows. I'm caught up on Flash, caught up on Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., you know, Silicon Valley, Veep, everything uh, that I've been watching right now. Um, and I've been playing, <laughs> don't don't judge me, um, Jetpack Joyride Again? on the PS Vita because they had a deluxe version, so I had to download that. And I got all the trophies, which I'm really confused about. <laughs> Isn't this your, like, second binge with that game, at least? It's the second binge with that game. And um, and this time, I, uh, yeah, actually, I'm one trophy away. Um, but so it's... You're going to platinum a game. I just want to clarify this. I don't believe it's a platinumable... I don't think there's a platinum trophy in the game, but I will have 100% trophies in the game. I'm pretty sure Nick's head just exploded somewhere. Yeah. <laughs> so this is going to be weird. It's going to take a little time. Um, the last one is just a—it's just a time one. You know, it's just you just have to grind it out. Um, but I'm probably going to do it because I'm playing the damn game every day for some reason. Um, yeah. Sorry, I just—I just feel like I'm disappointing everybody with that one. And then, uh, yeah, Earth. You know what? Guilty pleasures are guilty pleasures, and you should not apologize for them. Oh, yeah, this is a real guilty pleasure right now. I am just, I don't know what it is about that game. It's just fun to me. Um, and then uh, I was playing uh, Murasaki, baby. What do you think? Do it, it. It's kind of like I'm playing like a Tim Burton drawing. It's kind of awesome. 
Um, I love the style to it. It's really got this quirk to it. I love the sound design. Um, I love all the little sound effects, the character vocals that's going on. Um, gameplay is really weird and different. It really takes advantage of the Vita hardware um, with all the different control inputs and everything like that. So you're really like you know playing the whole thing. You even have to use the back touchscreen a lot. Uh, very cool little game. Not too far in, and I only played about like a half hour of it so far. Um, but loving the style, love the little puzzles, love how it's coming together. Um, I thought it would be annoying um, because it's essentially you're like leading a character through um, this land and puzzles and everything. So you literally have to touch the screen to grab her hand and drag her across the screen. Um, but there's a lot more to it, and it's not annoying me. So. <laughs> Like, that's something I thought would annoy me, but it's actually really cool, really clever, um, different, unique, great art style. Um, definitely worth checking out. And it's, what, free right now, so it's ridiculous. Gamers Ledge Review. It's not annoying me. 7.5. <laughs> it just it seemed like a, an idea that would bother me because it almost has that... Um, um, escort mission feel to it, you know, which is like the bane of most video games. Because essentially what the game is, is an escort mission. You know, you're dragging this, you know, little thing, you know, through this, you know, through hazards. Um, but it's not bothering me, which is, you know, so definitely So you're testing. saying that it, it's reminiscent of Ico and that it doesn't bother you because that's the premise of the game. A exactly. It is exactly like I would, it definitely has an Ico vibe to it. <laughs> Only a Tim Burton whacked out. Yeah, it is. <laughs> it is twisted. <laughs> And if your balloon pops, the game's over, which is... <laughs> you got to protect that balloon. I think about life in general. Yeah, I, yeah. It's, uh, it's one part, you know, red balloon and... <laughs> Does anybody remember that? That is really old. Nice. No? You had to have seen that when you were a kid. Everybody yeah. did. I did, yes. Yeah, okay. nobody else did. But that's... But yeah, so really cool. Um, looking forward to playing some more stuff, um, you know, and checking out some movies and stuff. I might go see Mad Max on Friday, like morning, so that could be cool. <laughs> right, it's getting Matt, okay you? ratings. How about me? Um, I was traveling for a good chunk of the week, so I did not get a lot played. I did, however, uh, get to play some Final Fantasy uh, Record Keeper. I did manage to get um, Celez, uh, and I'm working on the Riona or Rinoa. I've always thought it was Riona. I've I've never actually looked at the name carefully enough to realize I've been mispronouncing it this entire time. Rinoa. Uh, Rinoa. Yes, I'm playing the Rinoa. I've started out on easy. I haven't finished the easy one yet, which has but... made a lot neat, more easy now that I have a uh, nice new shiny phone. Are we that talking about that grain? It's quinoa. What? No. No. I missed it, but I missed lots of things. It's a foodie joke. Oh. All the foodies out there are getting a little chuckle right now. Right. Well, <laughs> no. I eat food, but that's about as far as it goes. Um, what was I talking about? Oh, yeah, stuff that I did. So I... Um, I did uh, some Final Fantasy Record Keeper, working on that. I actually, on the bus, when I ran out of stamina, 
pulled out the DSi and started a new game of Chrono Trigger. <laughs> and there is just so much happiness in playing that game. I mean, it's actually kind of a sad and morose game when you think about it, but it gives me so much joy to play. Um, I had only just gotten to the part where you have to go to the cathedral, so I, I didn't get very far into it. So, uh, but there, there's just so many happy memories, and so such a such a good 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 game. And I don't know how long I'll stick with it, or if I'll keep going through it or not. But um, that's my that's my goal now that I've gotten the kids to start to play some of the older Final Fantasy games. I'm going to get one of them to play Chrono Trigger because they just have to. But, you know, I, I wish there was an, a word for that because I know exactly what you mean. You start playing it and you're happy, but at the same time you're sad because you realize that this is a a past artifact and we will never see another Vatilk again. Yeah, it's kind of a... Um, it's not melancholy, but it has aspects of it. it it's bittersweet as yeah, you're playing it. Yeah. You've got the nostalgia from it. And the fact that it is a good game, so it's enjoyable, but you realize that you can only go within the confines of that box because there will never be another box made. There will yeah. never be another adventure like that one. Chrono Cross I liked, but it was not the same. Yeah. And we'll probably never get a, 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 a third sequel. Is that necessarily a bad thing, though? I mean, I, I kind of enjoy having something you can go back to. And just sit there and enjoy that as it is, and not have to say like, like this is this is like perfect. Like you know, they don't have to do this again because they did this, and this is wonderful. And I can go back to it and enjoy it and remember when I first played it. So, so I'm not going to derail our entire conversation this evening by answering you, but I will <laughs> say, look behind you, Dave. What's on the shelf back there? The helicarrier. Oh, it's a helicarrier. So if they make one, what you're saying is just because you got your fill on the helicarrier and it left you wanting more, we shouldn't want any other Lego sets to come out that we can build to enjoy as well. I think if you have a good game that leaves you wanting more, that's why Kickstarter's working. That's why we saw that Banjo-Kazooie uh, sequel funded in 48 hours in, on track to be the largest Kickstarter ever. Because I think as long as somebody does something well, there will always be an appetite for more. And I yeah, have an appetite. Of... Yeah, go ahead. I have a Kickstarter one, but that's more news. Yeah, yeah that's more news. But yeah, I, yeah. I, I mean, I, I see your point, but at the same time, I have to go back to, what was that, 1994? I think so, yeah. Yeah, I have to go back to 1994 architecture, 1994... I mean, even if you're playing it on a 3DS, they've mucked with it. But the point is, is there's still only so much you can do to bring that forward. I would like to see just like... It's like people want that Final Fantasy VII remake, and I'm one of those guilty guilty suckers. You know, give me a remake that's fully fleshed out, looks photorealistic, using today's hardware, and I'll buy that sucker in a heartbeat. Because I love Final Fantasy VII. It's not my favorite... But I loved it, and I think Chrono Trigger is the same way. I think we'll never see that level of awesomeness and realization of systems in another game like that. I, I honestly would be perfectly happy if Square would hire out Level 5 to not do anything other than remake the graphics of the game. 
leave the aspect ratio, everything, everything, the combat system, everything the same, just completely redo the graphics, I would be squealing and spinning in circles and and I would, I would, I don't know, I would look like a little three-year-old. That would, that would make me so happy. See, but the, one of my main draws for the game was the fact that uh, the the cross attacks. Where you oh yeah, combine yeah the, the techniques. The, I mean, why yeah. has that ever been in another? Well, RPG? Yeah. When I played Chrono Trigger, I was like, this is the future of RPGs right here. They have, they have nailed the formula and never went back to it. It's the, the closest thing that I have ever seen since then is Divinity Original Sin, which is kind of like a, 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 a Dragon's Age CRPG, but it actually has mixing and melding of powers. Like if you put up a, a firewall and then your archer character shoots a bad guy through the firewall, then their arrows become flaming arrows. And uh, no, no, they did that in another game, actually. What game? Plants vs. Zombies. <laughs> True. That is true. It's true. But you know, my point is, is that it should be far more widespread than what we see of it. Right. Building teams based on how they're synergistically good together for combat would, yeah. You get some of that with strength. How they're how they're synergistically good together and create yes. corporate synergy. Yes. Dave, Dave take yes. notes. Yes. Yes. Thank you. Thank you. Synergy. Synergy. <laughs> we gotta think outside the paradigm. <laughs> I remember that commercial. That was awesome. Or we gotta uh, change the paradigm. Change the paradigm. Yeah. No, all right. Uh, so um, also while I was on the bus, I, I I said I was not going to buy the the Star Wars books that were coming out as part of the new continuity, and I should have known I was a dirty, dirty liar when I said that. Um, I currently own all three. I think there's a fourth one coming out now, but I own the three that there's are out. Three out already? Yeah. You were um, supposed to tell me about this stuff. Oh, sorry. I'm telling you now. Uh, but one of them you'll probably won't mind skipping. Actually, it was the first one I finished. Was actually um, about Grand Moff Tarkin uh, and about his rise through the early Empire and his history. I'm assuming this is because of his core role in season four, I think, of Clone Wars, and looking to be his inclusion in Rebels. Um, I'm guessing that's why they're trying to flesh out this character, and, and he's going to become a bigger part of the, the overall story. Obviously, not directly in the new movies, because, well, he's been dead for a long time. Spoiler alert, Tarkin dies. Um, but, uh, so... <laughs> he grand moffs it? He grand moffs it, yeah. So now I have the, uh, what is it, Air, Hero of the Force? Arrow of the Force? Whatever, it's a, it's a, I don't even know where it takes place in the timeline, but it's a, it's a Luke novel written in first person, so it's from Luke's perspective. So that'll be interesting. <laughs> it's a lot of whining. Probably. Kind of annoying. And then the other one is uh, actually about uh, Kanan and his early days uh, leading up to the Rebels show, where we have the comic book, Kanan the Last Padawan, which goes way back to his early days, uh, right after Order 66. So a lot of, lot of stuff going on there with the old Star Wars world. Um, so I finished that on the bus, too. Uh, and then I am caught up on Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. Pretty much no other TV I'm caught up on but Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. I know we have a video podcast now, but... Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., yeah. 
Um, let's see. What did I play this week? I played a bunch of stuff. Half of it I don't even remember. Uh, <laughs> Jamestown? Don't drink in game, people. <laughs> Jamestown was one of the ones I played this week. It's a top-down, uh, what I classify as frenetic shooter in that you've got a bajillion things shooting at you on the screen. Bullet hell. Yeah, bullet hell game. That's exactly correct. Um, it's okay. It's not... It, it's a way to pass time. <laughs> <laughs> There's far too many of those, though. Gamer's Ledge, 9.5, it's a way to pass time. (laughs) You know, it It was either this or meth. (laughs) Yeah, pretty much. And this was cheap. Um, You know, it was all right. I I think I picked it up somewhere uh, during the... uh, I think it was on PS Plus. Yeah, so I managed to pick it up, and it was okay. It does support two-player, and it does work over SharePlay, so huzzah. So there's that, and it's fun. It's got upgrades, but yeah, interesting mechanics doesn't quite follow through on, I guess, what I was hoping the game would be, um, which is just more and better, but it's not bad. Um, so check it out if you're looking for a bullet hell kind of game. That kind of makes a steampunk because it's set in the year 1620. Um, it's the Spanish and Martians working against the humans. <laughs> so Spanish. No one, expects, no one expects the Spanish Martian Inquisition. Nice. <laughs> um, I what else did I play? Uh, lots of Race the Sun. I hate that game, man. Race <laughs> the Sun. I have sunk more hours into that I did, game. I did play some of that too. It, it's it's a ridiculously addictive little, and it gives you just enough incentives and level ups, and that feeds you. Upgrades for your ship that you just keep you keep on trying to do the things it wants you to do. Um, so that's that's been a lot of fun. Played a lot more Mortal Kombat. Uh, played quite a bit against uh, somebody that was determined to learn Jason. I basically beat him for three hours straight. And that was a lot of fun. Um, and then um, big gif. No, it was big hungry. No. Oh. Uh, <laughs> He was talking a lot of smack as usual. Oh, I imagine. He couldn't beat me once the whole time. I played some rock band this week. Uh, and and uh, just kind of getting myself back into the rhythm. Picked up uh, bass guitar and was able to do expert on the first try. So that's, that. I guess I haven't lost those skills. But I don't like playing guitar, so you know I just went back to vocals after that. Um, I know I've played some other things, but I can't think of what. <clears throat> um, I think that's about it. So let's jump into the news because, gosh golly, there's a lot of it. Uh, you had one, Dave, about... Um, what was yours about? Uh, mine is about a successful Kickstarter uh, that's going off. Oh yeah, um, and is reaching all of its stretch goals. So that's uh, good stuff. It's I'm actually going to past all of its stretch goals. You know, it? you know, I, I was telling myself the other day. Wait, wait, do we know what game I'm talking about here? Yeah, go, right? I was telling myself the other day. I wish there was a new Castlevania. Ah yes. <laughs> so not because I like Castlevania, but because I like 
people who like Castlevania to be happy. And they've not been happy for a very long time. No, this is very, this is very true. Yes. They have a lot to be happy about now because now we get the spiritual successor done by the real people. And it's called Bloodstain Ritual of the Night, and it's still uh, going strong on Kickstarter. Um, you can still get in. Um, over a million now. Over a million yeah. in the first 24 hours. Um, no, I'm, no, I'm probably no, going to do what I can do today. I'm probably going to contribute enough just to get my name in the credits. I want that. Um, yeah, and it's it's on track. Um, I think it's might be on track to eclipse the. I don't remember the banjo kazooie is. Yeah, the black o kablooie or whatever it was called. Yeah. There's any justice in the world that'll happen. <clears throat> I mean, the... uh, uh, what I'm what I'm finding interesting and yet disturbing at the same time is, I think people are going to have expectations of these games that are unrealistic. Did they list a price for the game for uh, the new Castlevania? Is it 30 bucks in the Kickstarter gets you a digital download on PC, yeah. Xbox, or PS4, and I think 60 gets you a physical copy. See, 30 bucks is not a full retail game. And I think people are going to be expecting something the same size as Symphony of the Night. And I don't think we'll get something like that. I think it'll be a much well, smaller. Oh, oh I know. Well, we have to be clear too. To do Symphony of the Night now. <laughs> well, they do, but it, let's be clear. Just in case anyone doesn't know, this is not Castlevania. No, it not is not. Still owns the rights to that, so there will be no Dracula. There will be no Alucard. There will be no Belmonts. It will be original monsters and characters. Right. With, but in that style of gameplay, which yeah. I think. Really, I mean, I don't think anybody, like seriously, um, those games, if you could put other people in them. I mean, they did. I mean, all the DS uh, versions of Castlevania that were in that style, they were all different characters. They had different gameplay tweaks to them. But mm -hmm. people, we played the hell out of them because it is a great gameplay system. Um, whenever they put little tweaks into it and everything, we ate it up because it was different little twists on the stuff. So that's all this is. It's just going to be a new uh, flavor of that. Um, which is awesome and it's great and it's wonderful and I'm really glad that they're you know able to do this. I think it's it's interesting, but I, I still think that Kickstarter is something that people should realize that they are not investing; they are donating. Right. And the game could never happen. You could never get any payback out of this. And, and it's not that I think that it's going to be that. I think that it's going to be end up being much more bite-sized chunks than what people are expecting. And I, th I think it's, you know, buyer beware and go in with that kind of attitude because if they make a full-size game great, you've lost nothing and your expectations were exceeded. But if you go in expecting a full-size game and this Banjo-Kazooie one is only retailing for 20 bucks, it's probably going to be five hours, and that's it. Yeah. This is actually so my second... This is my second Kickstarter game I've... Um, well, I didn't fund this one yet, but I'm, I'm going to put something in tonight. Um, the other one was, um, I did the Toe Jam and Earl one. Oh, nice, you did. So, so I'm looking forward to that. Fantastic. Uh, let's see, what else? Um, Dave. Yes. Yes. You like Batman. I've, I've been known to partake. You might be excited for a Batman video game that's releasing in June, if I remember correctly. 
I, I think there may have been talk about that. You may even have multiple copies of it pre-ordered. We don't like to talk about that. <laughs> okay. Well, just to make your life a little more interesting, oh, no. Amazon has listed its own pre-order bundle for Batman Arkham Knight called the Serious Edition. <laughs> Dave is not serious as of yet. What it comes with, it comes with the first skin we've seen, which is the original Batman skin. And it comes with an exclusive limited edition 25th anniversary hardcover graphic novel of Batman Arkham Asylum, a serious house on serious earth. Oh, wow, it's only 70 Grant bucks. Moore, Grant Morrison and Dave McKean. It's only 70 bucks. I've only spent, you know, 180 on this game so far. What's another 70? There's a nice little picture of of the actual uh, cover of the hardcover book that comes in the bundle. Yeah. But yeah. yeah. Are you going to get serious, Dave? Are you? Are you? Uh, probably not. <laughs> I love the commitment in his voice. I love the conviction, yes. The conviction in the, the voice there. I want the hardcover uh, book. That's what I said. It's a hardcover <laughs> <laughs> okay, I'm not familiar with that book. Is that set in the comic universe or is that set in the game universe? I don't know. Grant Morrison wrote it though. <laughs> so I'm guessing it's a comic universe since Grant Morrison wrote it. Yeah. Um but do you guys remember how last week we talked about Kojima and this whole crazy that's going on with Konami and Kojima and all this good stuff. Yeah, we may have touched upon that. And there may be a couple updates this week. Oh dear! That just stir yes. the pot even further. Do tell. Uh, well, the, according to the latest financial results and forecasts from Konami, they are only releasing a single title globally for consoles this year, and it's not Pro Evolution Soccer. Pro Evolution Soccer, which I have a scarf over there that I can't get to while I'm talking, is actually one of their largest franchises. And I'm thinking this really means that they are getting out of the video gaming industry. Uh, the interesting other side story for this is that uh, Jeff Keighley popped up in Japan with Hideo Kojima. And they waved to reporters and then disappeared behind closed doors. <laughs> I'm thinking that we may see Kojima break his silence pre-E3 on Jeff Keighley's award show this year. That would bring in viewers to find out what the hell is going on if he could get that exclusive interview and then broadcast it at that point. So that's an interesting uh, set of developments. I, I really can't believe that they're dropping PES because literally it's been one of their largest money makers for the longest time. It's the only competition FIFA really has. So, you guys' thoughts on that at all? I mean... 
as we kind of talked about the other week, it, it, it seems clear that they are not interested in at least the traditional fan bases that they've kind of had in the gaming space. Like, you know, the gaming enthusiast, if you will, um, with taking out Silent Hill, um, getting rid of Kojima. Like, that, that's just all... It's just all moves right, saying thanks. we want out. I, I forgot the, the third and final part of this is that uh, PT, by the way, you can't re-download it, so that is confirmed, but right. they even went so far as to disable SharePlay this week. Oh. So now you can't SharePlay the game with anyone either, That's just... and there are, there are reports of people who had PT installed on their unit, and I actually haven't checked my PS4 yet, so I'm a little worried about this, That, but because the game no longer has anything to call back to at Sony, because it was deleted off Sony servers, it marks all your games as locked. You can't do anything to unlock your stuff and play your games. Any digital game that you've downloaded. <laughs> Konami hates Video game fans, I think. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, the, um, the the interesting thing though is, I mean, there have been so many things that Konami has not really been taking advantage of in their in their you know license base. So if they are getting out of the game space, I'm trying to think of, you know, what studios would I hope would pick up certain licenses, assuming they would put them on auction, because they wouldn't. I mean, if they're looking to get out of the game space completely, one would assume they would sell off the IPs to make some money off of it to work on their other interests. So, like, who would you want to pick up Castlevania? Who would you want to pick up Silent Hill? Well, who clearly, would you want Metal Gear can only go to well, but that, Obsidian. That only that only assumes that they're going to sell the IPs and not sit on them. Well, because it, on would them be, right. it would behoove them to continue to make mobile games and pachinko machines based off those properties in perpetuity as opposed yeah, to selling the license. Yeah, they could license it they off. They can license yeah. it out. They could. They could. I mean, it's like if you ever read all the uh, the whole Tetris saga um, with Nintendo like back in the day, I mean, you can license, you can be very specific with licensing things out. Like if you have no interest in big budget console games, they can license out anybody to do the big budget console games, and they can sit there and say, we retain all exclusive rights to everything for Plinchenko machines. It'll be like, okay, sure. <laughs> well, speaking of things that could be in shortage, like Konami games, uh, Rock Band, uh, Harmonic CEO Steve Janiak was in an interview this week, and he basically said... The response to the announcement of Rock Band 4 has been a little bit overwhelming. <laughs> Apparently there has been uh, the, the, the demand for from both retailers and consumers for product has far exceeded our expectations. And the moral of this story is get your pre-order in for the actual hardware units at your favorite retailer now because they expect that there will be shortages upon launch. Is this clever marketing? Yes. By saying there's going to be shortages? You know, the fact that they're doing it all themselves, 
I actually think there will be a supply shortage this holiday season or summer or whenever it's supposed to come out. Well, what they're going to do is they're going to... I mean, it's managing inventory is what it is. Since this is a game that has a big-time investment as far as little plastic, you know, baubles you have to buy, they want the pre-orders um, so they can guarantee, like, you know, what they have to ramp up production for for day one and have a little bit extra go into, like, you know, your your best buy out, you know, your best buys and stuff like that. So they want to have as close as they can get to, like, what numbers they actually need, and then the rest can be, you know, the demand, you know, build up to it. Um, so if they can get their enthusiast crowd, everybody that's going to pre-order and really want it day one, and then have, you know, a little bit left over for the masses, and then have that, you know, that Nintendo, you know, fervor, you know, for people that need to have it, that they're so good at managing whenever they do launches. Yeah. That, that's, that's really what it is. It's just... There hasn't really been enough... There hasn't been an official pre-order yet, though. This is all just stores doing their own pre-order thing, right? There has not been a release date actually launched, so it is up to the individual retailers as to whether or not they take pre-orders at this point. Right. I have not yet put down my $25 for my full bundle set. I haven't either. I will, but I have not done so yet. So, there's this little uh, event coming up in June. A little get-together. Electronics and entertainments at an expo center, maybe? Yeah, yeah. Um, Nobody's really slated to be there, but, of course, the one company that definitely won't be there is Sega. Well. Sega has announced that they will be giving up their booth space at E3 permanently. Wow. So they are not attending E3 for the first time in years and years and years and years. Uh, it's unknown if Atlas will have their own booth or not. Um, but yeah. Well, since they can't even bother to somehow manage to put out a decent Sega game, or a Sonic game, rather, I mean, you know. As long as they leave Atlas alone, that's all I care about. Generations was cool. Star Trek Generations? I agree. No, that was, no, that was they had a Sonic Generations. Cool. Yeah. No. It was. What's that? Did it have Tails in it? No, it was all Sonic. I mean, he might have been, like, floating around, but... All right. All right, maybe. But uh, since you brought it up, Matt, the other company that's not going to be there is Nintendo. But Nintendo has not given up their trade show floor booth space, they will be doing their Treehouse Live at E3 events, just like they did previously, which probably means uh, the guy that does the Mario voice following people around, saying Mario things in a very sad and creepy kind of way, just like last year. (laughs) (laughs) It's a Mario! Love me! Love me! (laughs) If you watched any of those videos, it was really kind of legitimately creepy. It was. It um, was weird. But they have announced that they're going to do their digital event on June 16th at 12 Eastern. Uh, they will have their Nintendo World Championships on June 14th. This is the first time in 25 years that we have seen the Nintendo World Championships 
God, please let the wizard be there with a power glove. <laughs> it's so bad. So you want Fred Savage there wearing a power glove? He's not the wizard. Well, See, okay. that, that's what right. everybody remembers. It was his little brother was the wizard. Right. He was the older brother looking out for him and having sexy time adventures on the way. <laughs> Becoming a man. And his little brother with the power glove was like the, the, the silent protagonist of every video game ever. <laughs> that kid never spoke. I can't remember if I'm making this up, but I swear to God at one point they, he like falls or breaks his leg or something, and the kid doesn't make a sound. <laughs> I, I don't know if I'm making that up in my head, but I swear to God, he never spoke the whole movie. No, there was, there was, yeah, there was something like that. Yeah. Um, and then what they have said is that they will have playable Mario Maker at over 120 Best Buy locations on June 17th and June 20th. So, looks like they are sticking with the Nintendo Direct, controlling the message without all the cost, uh, smart on you, Nintendo. I, I kind of have to think at this point, as, although it pains me to say it, and I'm not being facetious about that. It really pains me to say it. How much longer can E three as the show that it has been all these years last? I mean, well, even I'm though Nintendo's it's held not on there, I mean, I, I mean, we've got more companies doing press events this year uh, than ever before. We've got Bethesda, we've got Ubisoft, we've got uh, Activision, we've got EA, we have Sony, Microsoft. I mean, the dance card's going to be full in, in terms of time over those three days. But at some point, I have to wonder if Nintendo hasn't cracked the code on this. It's actually one of the odd, you know, occurrences where Nintendo is way ahead of the curve um, than everybody else. They are really taking it, and it's funny because it's so unlike them in kind of like the console space. They are really taking advantage of current technologies, you know, for streaming their own message and everything like that. It's very robust. Everybody can do it, but not everybody does it. And I find that kind of odd especially in this day and age. Like, you think the other systems would be all over that stuff. Um, but yet they still, you know, go for the big show at E3. I mean, even if, say, the companies wanted, say if, like, Sony wanted to have, like, a big room um, and have, like, the crowd reaction to their stuff, they can do that so much cheaper on their own. I mean, they probably have a room, like a conference room somewhere that's huge in, like, you know, one of their buildings that they own, and they could have a room full of people gasping, ooing, and eyeing at, you know, some video they show out, and then take that and stream it out through the net. Like, there's so much cheaper ways for them to do that and less time-consuming ways that I can't believe that E3 is still around, actually. You, you mean have an experience with the PlayStation family of uh-huh. things? <laughs> Shut <laughs> <sighs> I think what's what's going to be interesting this year is, you know, over the last several years, we have watched E3, and then we comment on, there's so many ups and downs, hits and misses in those press conferences. Uh, Ubisoft was a great example of that. I mean, they had The Division, this was 
two years ago. They had the division, and then he followed it up with some kind of crazy, horrible exercise game. And then they showed Assassin's Creed, and then they showed something horrible after that. And then they showed this, and they, I mean, it's like this up and down and up and down. And and uh, I will be interested to see, since this is uh, several companies' first attempts, to see if they fare any better. But I think it's going to be an interesting watch over the three days, for sure. All I can say is we better have some sort of news on No Man's Sky, because I am starting to get terrified about this. It's been like five months, and we've heard nothing. You know what? You can you can save the story on your little No Man's Sky. This is this is the one that's important. Why why did I buy a PlayStation Four, Matt? You know the answer. Dude, I, yeah, but see that, that no, but I, but talk to me. What's the name of the title of why I bought a PlayStation Four? The Division by Ubisoft. By Ubisoft, and what do you think they announced this week? They canceled right game. after. Right after they brought more people, another studio on to work full time on the development of the division, what do you think they did this week? Not cancel I, it. I, 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 I would come. It. I, I don't I'll know. Kill you. I have no idea. They of course pushed it to <laughs> March of 2016. So, so are you are you are you honestly wishing that you wouldn't have bought your launch day PS4 because you know that game is when you wanted it? No. Okay. But I am. I am. Beklempt? I am upset. <laughs> Dissatisfied with your customer experience. No, you know what? I'm, I have nothing bad to say about Sony in regards to that. It's I'm just beginning, and I think next week will cure this, but I am beginning to experience a fatigue of lack of games. And obviously The Witcher comes out this next week, and uh, without spoiling anything... Uh, one very highly reputable site gave it a 10. Another highly reputable site gave it a 9.7. It's getting very positive reviews across the board. Wait, good ratings or spoilers now? No, I'm saying without any spoilers. I'm just oh, okay. telling what the scores are. Um, I, I'm really looking forward to this game, and I'm hoping that it will eat a significant chunk of time towards March 2015, because I, I don't get that. But how I how are you in a shortage of games? I mean, I know you no, get no, no, way no, no, more no, gaming time not, than I do, but <laughs> and I am not I am not one of those people that needs a triple A game, three of them a month. But I feel like there is a and, and I don't want to say that indie games aren't good. You know that I play indie games left and right, but I really. I'm looking for having multiple choices in the AAA space, and that's not happening. We're getting one, maybe two, if we're lucky, big ones per month. In May, we've got The Witcher, and of course, the other AAA title, Farm Simulator 2015. <laughs> I'm going to buy that for my wife, just to piss you off. <laughs> I kind of want to play it, because I, I don't get it. I don't get it. I, it's like one of those things that I just like throw up my hands and be like, I just can't wait till a few weeks not... from now, and you're like playing that thing like you are Destiny, and you're just even more ashamed. 
<laughs> You're just like, this is actually the greatest gaming experience of my life, and I don't know why. <laughs> I don't know how to juggle my bumper crop rotation and my, my feeding of the cattle. Can't do it all, man. Can't do it all. I need to get four friends on to plant this field of oats in Iowa. What's going on here? <laughs> Co-op seeding. Oh, my God. Please make it so. Oh, jeez. Oh my God! I, I just... and there's gonna be like online things where like you know your friends could grief you because they could be like Monsanto throwing seeds into your crops. You know? Nice <laughs> lawsuit. What? I woke up to a lawsuit. What's going on here? Someone someone calls the the border patrol because I'm using illegal. <laughs> Oh, true. Yeah. All right. So, anyways, um, yeah, I, I feel that there is a bit of a drought for the AAA space. We've got The Witcher, but then name me one big title that's besides Batman, because that kind of follows the one per month. Name one beyond Batman that you know of that's a, a big AAA title that'll be coming out here soon. Yeah, I don't care beyond that, so that's a tough question for me. <laughs> I don't know, but Ubisoft is definitely looking forward to 2016. <laughs> yes, they are. Uh, they, one of the the most unusual things that I've ever seen, they actually came out and said, yeah, Assassin's Creed Unity kind of sucked in parts, and that's our bad. And we're going to do better by you for the next Assassin's Creed, which comes out this next year. Uh, which is called Assassin's Creed Spectre and stars James Bond. Nice. Uh, actually, I don't remember what it's called. It's Assassin's Creed and it starts with an S. Unity Force? No, not Unity Force. Something. No, no, it's not, it's not Unity. It's, it's not Unity, it but it's S. something Force or Synchronous Force. Synchronicity. <laughs> it was weird. <laughs> it's a police album. Assassin's, Assassin's Creed Syndicate. Okay, Syndicate. I thought it was two words, but all right, fine. Indicate. Now we're just going to get in there. Bullfrog and yeah. how awesome that was again. It will uh, It will actually have a brand new uh, person. So we are breaking from the previous stories. Uh, so <laughs> that'll be interesting to see as well. Um, He's going to be kind of nerdy and uh, awkward. It's going to be interesting. <laughs> yeah, I personally can't. After Unity's debacle, I just can't get enthused about it because I'm Still not even sure we'll get a working product. So, the new well, game, the new gameplay mechanic sounds <coughs> sounds pretty cool though. Since he's not like very dexterous, um, so he's not not going to have like the assassin skill. He actually has to rely on his um, his ability to like befriend people and like you buy people drinks and everything like that, and you get all buddy buddy with him, then you slip something in your drink, and that's how he assassinates people. No. That. No. That'd be pretty cool. It'd be like Assassin's Creed, the dating simulator. <laughs> Japanese do like their dating simulator. It's true. This is, this is a Japanese very big though, so. worldwide. All right, I'm getting control over this podcast. Hey, Matt! <laughs> what? So, for a while now, we've had a different Thor in the comic book universe. Uh huh. And we don't have a comic book podcast, so this one's still allowable. Um. 
Yeah, I haven't read the issue yet. I don't know. It came out. Oh, this so week, you don't want it? me to tell you who no, the new well, Thor is? Well, you know, they've 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 teased us so many times with who it is. You know, I'm kind of assuming it's none of the people they've teased. So, I'm, well, I will I will not spoil it, as you know, this is a spoiler freak podcast. But I will say that I am pleased with the choice. All right. And uh, if you are interested in that, one of the most fascinating things is that. Uh, this new Thor book has been outselling the previous one by leaps and bounds. And Which is kind I of funny because it's by the same author. It's got the same style. It's just a new character, which is funny. I, I have a feeling we're going to see this Thor appear after Thor Ragnarok. That's my personal thought. That's, that's entirely possible. It, it appears this character is going to survive Secret Wars. So. Oh! Sorry, I just looked it up. <laughs> yeah, it, it makes sense. And the funny part is, is it's really good for a specific actor slash actress. Oh. Eventually. So. So yeah. So yeah. Um. Yeah, I haven't I haven't read it yet. So I, I I like I said I think that book came out this week, right? So I have I'll pick it up tomorrow. So that'll be one of the things I'll be reading ahead on. Because Secret Wars sure as heck isn't making any sense. Well. Let's just say the Avengers books for the last ten months haven't made any sense. So mm. I'm I'm actually really sad that Turo is not here tonight because I don't know if you've been reading his Facebooks. He called me the other night. He picked up this Secret Wars compendium that literally yeah, has that thing? 240 issues of comics leading up and proceeding through the Secret Wars miniseries back in the day when they did it the first time. Wow. And he's he's all like, well, I never know this was connected to this. And I'm like, welcome to my world. I mean, for me, the closest visual representation of the stuff that's in my head of the Marvel Universe is when they use Cerebro in X-Men. <laughs> because that's that's literally what it it's like in my head. Because this book is, this character is connected to this one by this thread, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. Mm-hmm. And so now he's starting to kind of see see that overarching picture and it's it's kind of messing with him a little bit. Plus he didn't <laughs> yeah, sleep the, the whole time. But <laughs> yeah, he, he mainlined the whole thing. So no, no, the, we, did, we, were, we did kind of get off track though. I did mention Ubisoft in twenty sixteen for another reason, not just Oh right. Yes. Please go ahead. I know what you're going to say. Okay. Um so Ubisoft today also came out with uh, an interesting little tidbit. Uh, but they are going all in on VR. They are going to be try, uh, attempting to... They didn't exactly say exactly what. They didn't give it uh, a lot of details. But they are going to be incorporating, to the maximum extent possible, VR technology into their games, starting with their 2016 releases. I think oh, there was a- my God. <laughs> yeah, it's called Project Tax Write-Off 2016. <laughs> Because it's gonna fail. Did Mark freeze, or is he just really holding his head still? Oh, okay. Vision in VR. Oh my god. What happened? (laughs) Were you talking about Rayman in VR? Yeah, that'd be awesome. That would actually be fairly awesome, also. You Uh, just see your hands floating. It's like the one hand that makes sense. Well, that, that's actually not what I thought you were going to say, Matt. Uh, oh, okay. Because they also announced that Rainbow Six Siege would also be, be pushed back, uh, or its actual date 
for release is first or second quarter of 2016. So it can have so, VR in it. Yeah, uh, that would apparently be, and that might be a very good candidate for it as well. To be quite honest. Yeah, with the with the kind of way they set that one up, that would actually not be a bad bad choice. Yeah. You know, I I know that uh, different people on the panel have different opinions about VR and its future. Um, Dave, have you read Ready Player One? Oh yeah. Okay. So where do you where do you fall on VR? Um. I think it'll. I think it will eventually happen. But it just it needs to go through a lot more iterations than what we currently have. Hmm. Um, it's just it's it's one of those things. It needs to be it needs to be really small, really simple, really easy, you know, for people to get in. I mean, I I've been a long time reader of this kind of stuff too. I mean, it started with Neuromancer back in the day. So I mean, that's like I I've had these ideas of virtual reality for a very long time. And I know the way that, you know, it's portrayed in some of the best spaces, like Snow Crash, okay? Probably one of the, the probably all-time greatest book, you know, um, about, like, virtual spaces um, that was the most fun, uh, shall I say. It needs to be like that. It needs to be very easy to get into. It needs to be something that everybody can do. It needs to be, you know, I mean, nice yeah, and simple if, and perfect. Right, I mean, like, the, the examples that I kind of get uh, from visual aspects are either, um, oh, uh, Earth 2 with the gear that had a full VR mode, or the uh, VR headsets from Caprica, that's, like, the only redeemable thing from that entire debacle. But One of the things that, that came out this last week that I thought was interesting is there is actually a um, chain of facilities opening up to do VR spaces, but they build the spaces for the VR game, meaning that if you're on a ship uh, fighting monsters in a hallway, you're actually in that hallway and you're interacting with the space. So when you see a computer console in the VR world, it's a piece of wood, a blank piece of wood on the, that you can push the buttons in the virtual space, but there's actually something there. So it's not like you're just like waving your hands around at nothing, there's actually a physical environment to interact with. So it's like AR, VR. Yeah, that's exactly it. Um, it which Harvard. I think is an interesting... Yeah, <laughs> it's an interesting interpretation of it, and I think that would work better than the stationary sitting down position. I'm actually yes. all about the ones where you can stand up and move as opposed to just sitting there, because that's not immersive to me. Because you're not functioning like well, you normally Well, VR's got to go one of two ways, right? Essentially, it's either got to go the holodeck route, where you're going to have a fully virtual environment where you can physically move around in and interact with stuff, or it's going to have to go the... Uh, the um, well, I guess the best example in modern times, at least, is probably Sword Art Online, where it's a thing you put on and it basically completely overrides all of your body and all of the commands that your brain would be sending to your body instead go to your avatar. Uh, other than the ones that actually keep you alive, obviously. Um, so yeah, that, that, would, that would be an <laughs> Let's send the heartbeat okay. command to the avatar in the game and you flatline. Like, well, um, yeah. You die in the game. 
Well, that that is the thing with the first season of Sword Art Online is you know die in the game, you die in real life. But um, you know, I mean, for for it to be truly successful, it's got to go one of those two paths because it has to eventually become immersive. Otherwise, it's just TV screens really close to your eyes. You know, but, but this is the thing that bothers me in a way. Does anybody else remember the PlayStation Nine? Yeah. <laughs> or I the mean, or the thing really that came out PS3 where the guy had the pack on and he had the little holographic projector that like projected the enemies out into the parking lot and he had a remember that? Oh, oh yeah, no, I do remember that actually. Yeah, that was that was a homebrew thing though. That, that was a homebrew thing. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, it, it just seems like we're actually heading in that direction, which is kind of cool and weird at the same time. Now, Matt, what what is that I see behind your shoulder leaning against the wall there? A door? Oh, that, that little thing right there. Yeah, what is that? That that is the uh that is the uh head of at the end of a rock band guitar. Oh. Speaking of guitar games. <laughs> Would you guys like to know? Would you guys like to know twenty-four songs that'll be in the new Guitar Hero? I no. saw this article, but I didn't read it. Um, are there I'm any songs I really recognize? Surprisingly, <laughs> surprisingly, the answer is yes, which makes me very concerned. Actually, so, okay, if they're White Stripes songs, I'm out. The Black Keys. Gold mm. on the ceiling. The mm. Blitz Kids sometimes. Ed Sheeran sing. My favorite band in the world, Fallout Boy. My songs know what you did in the dark. Light 'em up. Light 'em up. Bop, bop. That one's got to be way more fun to sing than play guitar for. <laughs> That's what I would think also. Gary Clark Jr. Don't owe you a thing. We're going for the sophisticated route there. Green Day, Nuclear Family. The Killers, When You Were Young. That Hello. is going to be in every music game ever, yeah. isn't it? Hello, 2004 called, and it wants its music back. Uh, the Lumineers, Oh Hey. My Chemical Romance, Na Na Na. Pierce the Veil, King for a Day. Uh, the Rolling Stones, Paint It Black. Skrillex, Bangarang. Because playing Skrillex on a guitar is what Makes I think of when I think sense. Guitar Hero. Uh, the War on Drugs, Under the Pressure, Black Fail Brides, In the End, Rage Against the Machine, Gorilla Radio, Judas Priest, Breaking the Law, Pantera, Cowboy for, Cowboys from Hell, Sleigh Bells, Bitter Rivals, System of a Down, Chop Suey, Alter Bridge, Cry of Achilles, Alt-J, Left Hand Free, Broken Bells, Leave It Alone, Red Hot Chili Peppers, Higher Ground, and The Pretty Reckless, Going to Hell. If that's 24 songs that will come in the new Guitar Hero, I am... Less sad. inclined to buy it now. <laughs> I, I now, are those actually going to be for the tour first-person part of the game, or are those going to be in the other Hoojibajigit thing? So... This was in the Rolling Stone magazine, um, and I am actually checking this out right now because I believe it was presented without any kind of comment other than, there's a new rock band game, we got these songs, I think, but I'm double-checking it right Guitar now. Hero. 
Yeah, that's what I meant. Guitar Hero. Thank you. Uh, do you have another story, Matt, while I look this up? Um, actually, I don't. I did not have a lot of time to look stuff I up do. today. I do. Okay, Dave, save us all. Okay. You know how usually like dumb stuff happens in games, and it's just like, oh, they just did that to get Dave to buy the game? <laughs> sure, why not? So now, now you people know what it feels like, because LEGO Dimensions announced a Doctor Who playset. <laughs> Doctor Who and like everything else. Doctor Who, Scooby Doo, Portal um, Two, Portal Two. So they have a Portal Two playset. That means there's going to be Portal Two gameplay in Lego Dimensions. Uh, all I have to say is this: Valve and Lego partnership. Mm-hmm. 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 Yeah, see, that's the thing uh, they have a companion it's... cube. It has a companion it has cube. A companion you cube. will have a Lego companion cube. I will have a Lego companion cube. I will have a Lego companion cube. See, I'm not sure still that, that I'll buy the game, but I'm going to buy some of these sets. Regardless. <laughs> <laughs> oh, who are you kidding? Cool thing. That's actually the cool thing is you can totally get away with doing that. Yeah, I mean... Like, these sets will exist on our own. It does not say. Uh, it, it does not say what these are from. It does talk about GHTV and the Music Video Network and all that stuff, but it does not say whether these twenty-four are part of that Guitar Hero Live initial set list. It's got to be that. It's yeah, got to be. Must that. be. Must be. Yeah. But yeah, I, as far as this, I mean, they are seriously. I will give them props because they are trying to attract every possible demographic to this game. Yeah, you've got, you've got Wizard of Oz, Oz fans. You've got Scooby Doo, Simpsons, all the Lego Simpsons. Movie stuff, it's traditional crazy. Lego stuff like Ninjago. And then the How can you possibly say you're not getting this game, Matt? It's the same thing. Well, you know, we, we just had this conversation about, well, sort of had a conversation about Witcher. I mean, I really want The Witcher 3. I really am intrigued. I didn't, until like a week ago, really understand exactly how awesome this game looks like it's going to be. And it my my desire for this game just went through the roof. I'm still playing Arkham Asylum, which came out, what, like 20 years ago? I mean, just it frustrates me so that I don't have the time to get through the stuff that I want to get through. And that game, if it's half of what it seems to be, is going to eat my soul alive, spit it out so that I can eat it back up again, and then it can eat it back out of me. But here's the thing. All right, if this was only you, I would understand. But it's not, because we're talking about real life here. And you have three other consumers in your household who will eat that thing alive. Yeah, once once my daughter finds out there's a Doctor Who set, it's pretty much probably over. So I don't understand why you're, un- you're, you're projecting this illusion that you're not going to get the game. Well, okay... I guess 
my thought is more, I probably won't end up playing the game. We own how many Skylanders games yet? I have not logged 30 minutes in a Skylander game. But those Skylanders games do not have playable Doctor Who figures either. No, this is true. <laughs> there is a lot of truth to that. So, uh, yeah, it, it, realistic, all feel? cards on the table, I will probably end up giving the game. And yes, I will probably end up having played the game to some degree. But see, now the thing is, is I really want Infinity 3.0 too because I am a Star Wars whore. And those figures look exactly like they did in the animated series, which I've always thought was a really... Uh, the Clone Wars animated series, which I always thought was a really nice-looking style. And so I can't... I don't know how I can maintain two of those games at one time. Really. I, I just... I, I just really hope that there is online co-op for the Lego game because it does everything that I've always wanted Disney Infinity to do, and that's the ability and to take Batman to, onto the friggin' yellow brick road. road. Yeah, no, that's I mean, that's, that's where it's got me, right? I mean, it's doing all of the things right. And you know this isn't just a cheap cash-in because if Lego had wanted to cash-in on this, it would have been five years ago. Okay, maybe not five years ago. When did the first Skylanders come out? It's got to be pushing about five years ago. Three, four years Three, ago. Three, four years ago. So, I mean, yeah. this this is this has been brewing. This has been developing. This has been going on for a while. This is not a quick, cheap cash-in. So, you know, that, that I think is part of what really attracts me to this one, more so than all of the stinking licenses that it's got, is this, this is Lego, and this is... It is Traveler's Tale developing it, right? Yes. Mm -hmm. yes Traveler's right. Tale. So, I mean, their last couple of LEGO games have not been... They haven't captured that same thing that their earlier games had. What so, are you calling the last couple? Um, Everything like except Marvel. Marvel superheroes. Oh, okay. Okay. I mean, everything that, like, the... the, the LEGO Batman 3... Lego Batman 3 was kind of disappointing. Uh, the Islands of the Caribbean was disappointing. Um, they did an Islands of the Caribbean one? Yeah. Did, I, <laughs> See, most people didn't even know that. I, I own it. I, you I, play through the entire Pirates of the Caribbean series. Uh, movie set. Yeah, all was, of them. I was not even aware. I'm, I mean, I'm hoping Jurassic Park is going to be good. Cause, you know, I'm that hoping would be. so, too. Jurassic um, World, right? Jurassic World. Well, the the Jurassic Park Lego game, which covers all four movies, even though all four movies don't take place in the same continuity anymore. Yes, they do. Yes, yeah, they do. but last I saw, this one takes place directly as a direct sequel to one, erasing two and three. Mm -mm, I don't think so. We'll, I think this we'll, is. We'll we'll, we'll do some research. We'll we'll yeah, do some we'll, research. We'll, um, that can be part of next Monday's podcast. Not that I'll be a part of it, but um, okay. So, not not that we need to leave this this topic, but we probably kind of do. Um, <laughs> in an article that surprises absolutely no one, the most YouTube game in the universe is Minecraft. Destiny. Minecraft. Ah, yeah. <laughs> uh, that game that I've never. Played that I really never understood the point of, and I don't really know why people keep playing it, other than they can make all kinds of crazy stuff because they've got way too dang much time on their hands. Just like yeah. how we were talking about like Lego and everything like that, and like just like 
just, you know, just being all excited about that. And they're like Minecraft. I don't know why people play that. <laughs> I, I, I honestly, I, I don't. I, I don't. I don't get the attraction to it. I, I, I don't. I mean, no, I, I do get that. Like, um, you know, my my girlfriend's nephew, you know, asked me why I didn't play Minecraft, and it was after like I bought him like you know some Minecraft Legos. Um, I bought a Minecraft Lego set, and then he was just like, "Well, why don't you play Minecraft?" I'm like, "Cause I, cause I'd rather play with." Like real Lego and build something in real life, like that's that's what I find fun about it. So I'd rather do that in, you know, real life and have something. But I I just want you to think about this for a second, that there is an entire generation of gamers that now Minecraft was their first big game experience. Yeah, oh, yeah. and those those will become the next generation of video game developers. We're screwed. Hardware companies are all excited. They're just like, oh, thank God. We can take a break now. <laughs> we don't need to develop a brand new video card for every single game. That gets we don't need games. anything to look good anymore. Oh, my gosh. All right, let's not go that far. I actually don't mind Minecraft. It's not my favorite game in the world, but I get the attraction to it. It's a sandbox where you can do anything. As long as it can be made out of blocks. As long as it's ugly. <laughs> oh, Dave, Dave, there, there's a sad like, story. I don't like ugly things. That's why I threw all the mirrors out of my house. <laughs> Dave, did you see the saddest story today, though? What was the saddest story today? S- saddest, saddest story today is we are, we are getting a Ratchet and Clank movie, and we are getting a tie-in game on PS4, which is a reimagining of the original Ratchet and Clank. Uh-huh. But much like any uh, many other things and a few other things we've covered so far today, it's been delayed. Oh. Which makes it the saddest story because it's Ratchet and Clank. Yeah. But I'm okay with that because yeah. a delay for Ratchet and Clank means they're going to make it better. Yeah. It, it, it's not a bad thing in the long run other yeah, than it's just they don't, that much they don't further do delays away. just to do delays. Well, see, the thing is, though, Everything is landing like in Q1 2016 now, so we are either going to be the busiest <laughs> gamers in the universe in Q1 2016, or they're going to just keep on slipping because they'll realize, holy crap, this is all coming out at the same time and we don't want the competition. Uh, actually, this falls into Q2 because the movie has now been slated for April 29th of 2016 with the game imagined to launch either the week prior or the same week. Yeah, I can't imagine there going to slip you know, too far away from that. So, you know, the, the studio Rainmaker, which used to be mainframe, uh, slipped the release date of the, of the movie back into April, of, April 29th of 2016. So uh, the game is going to... It doesn't sound like the game, at least according to this article, it doesn't sound like the game was any part of the reason that for, the, for the slip in the schedule. Um, but it they're going to use the time, you know, to just make it that much prettier and better and awesomer. Um, but also, they did reveal the full voice cast also today, um, and there were some pretty surprising names on there, uh, including uh, Paul Giamatti and uh, John Goodman, as really? well as Rosario Dawson, and the article is loading really, really, really slowly, uh, Bella Thorne, and Sylvester Stallone. What? Yeah. Paul Giamatti is going to be Chairman Drek, which is a name familiar to the game players. Mm. John Goodman as Grimroth. 
whose name I don't recognize. Bella Thorne, who I know because I have kids who watch Disney Channel. <laughs> she was CC on Shake It Up. Um, is Cora. Uh, Rosario Dawson is Ilaris. And Sylvester Stallone is the voice of Victor. So that that dropped today. So uh, some, and that of course joins the uh, the actual voices for uh, Ratchet, Clank, and Captain Quark. Nice. How's I say they they can't replace Quark? No, Quark, uh, Quark, Ratchet, and Clank will have the the same voices that they've had throughout the entire game series. So I can't remember the dude's name, but yeah, it's all the same dudes. So let's move off a sad topic to a happy topic. We already covered Lego. Hey, Matt. <laughs> hey, Matt. Let's, let's play a hypothetical game. Oh, God. <laughs> let's hypothetically say you're a 75-year-old redhead. These segues are work now. <laughs> okay. So let's I'm... hypothetically say you're a 75-year-old redhead. Okay. But you don't age. You have the superpower of never aging. Yeah, but you're yeah. 75. That sucks. No, no, no. You're stuck in the body of a 16-year-old. That sucks, too. <laughs> and okay, so a all, of your friends, all of your friends don't age, either. And people who like you begin to say that you're out of touch because you haven't changed in the last 75 years at all. So in 2010, you revamp yourself and you figure out a way to jump ahead in time to where you are existing simultaneously in two alternate parallel universes. One of which, you marry your high school sweetheart, who's broke but has a good heart. And in the other, you marry the richest, most beautiful girl you know. But now you're a slave to her father's corporate machine. Why are you if giving you wanted, my biography on over the podcast? No, wait, sorry. If you wanted to actually relaunch yourself, how might you do it? If you're Archie, you go to Kickstarter. <laughs> God. My God. Wow, that was that's that's reaching, but okay. Kickstarting Archie. That is exactly what the company has done, actually. So in twenty ten, Life with with Archie was relaunched to follow the adult lives of Archie marrying Betty. And the two live paycheck to paycheck as he struggles to get a music career going off the ground. And then the other one, in an alternate future timeline, he marries Veronica while he struggles, literally, as I said, you know, with the ethicality of his job at her father's company. Uh, and then there's actually a third title, which is Afterlife with Archie. It's an ongoing horror title about the effects of zombie plague on Riverdale. Uh, so there, there's that, too. But they've decided that they're going to actually relaunch the entire thing in 2015 this year uh, and so they've said hey you know what we're a small company and we don't have a ton of corporate cash like Marvel or DC we're small operation have to be thoughtful and selective with everything we do but that doesn't mean we have to be cautious and afraid and so we're taking a calculated risk 
pushing the envelope and and trying to still tell good stories. And so they are actually uh, putting up a $350,000 goal, and it's only been up for a few days. Uh, but what do you think about something as established as Archie Comics putting up a Kickstarter? Well, I'm still trying to figure out what... I, I don't know that they know what they're doing. I mean, I'm not trying to say they don't know what they're doing, but they, it's like they've lost their identity. We killed Archie. We have him in the world of undead. We now have him in two alternate parallel universes where he apparently didn't die. And now they want a Kickstarter for something else or a fusion of all the above or whatever it is people who Kickstarter for it say they want. Are we going to nitpick because, like, X-Men do this, like, every three months? <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, but, I mean, that, but that, <laughs> like, that's, that's different. I mean, that's... Like, that's, oh, we that's, wrote ourselves into a corner again, Siege Perilous. That, well, that's been one of the, the the differentiators, right? I mean, the the Archie comics were always kind of the you know the Simpsons of the comic comic world. I mean, there was no impact of what happened yesterday to what happens tomorrow, with rare exception. So, you know, now they they you know they went to the point of making a big deal about killing Archie. Okay, but now they're doing all this other stuff. I, I, I get, I'm lost in what their message is. I wouldn't know that I'd want to fund it simply because, well, okay, I'm not an Archie fan, but let's, I'm trying to pretend that I am. So what these three series would be, they're doing three separate series is what they're trying to do. They, they renumbered to Archie number one, and they want to expand with three new series, um, Jughead, Betty and Veronica, which is going to be done by writer-artist Adam Hughes, and Life with Kevin, which Kevin is the first openly gay character in Rivendale, which has actually received a lot of positive um, accolades for the company. Uh, but that's going to be done um, from writer-artist Dan Parent and inker Jay Bone. Uh, so there are three new expansions to that universe. The real... The real... Um, storyline is according to my knowledge the two alternate ones with Betty and Veronica the zombie one is just a fun thing that was well received that they keep going because it's a good story right it's it's just a, it's a, it's a fun thing but uh, it seems i don't know it, it doesn't it doesn't seem I mean, this would be almost... It's, it's not quite, but, you know, say, okay, not Marvel or DC, but say Image goes to Kickstarter to fund its next title. You know, that feels a bit on the nose. I mean, Image has been very popular and very successful over the last few years. Well, before, but again, more recently. I, I don't know that I would see that as... The thing about funding things like uh, Ego's project for the Not Castlevania and uh, Inafune's project for uh, Mighty Hero, Mighty Number no. 9, and these other projects are, they're things that can't exist without that funding. These are, you know, one-offs or small things that don't have the, the capital backing to hire the talent to do the things that they want to do. If if Archie Comics doesn't have the money to do Archie 
comics than well, they're not asking. They're not more. asking to kickstart the three titles that they have in motion now. They want to expand the franchise with three new titles. And well, and, and I guess that's fine, right? All right, so they, they want to launch a new title. They're self-sustaining on the three they've got. They want to kind of put themselves out there and maybe find another customer base, and they're looking for their existing fans to fund it. I guess, you know, the market will, as they say, either bear or not bear that. Will, will Archie fans say, I need a fourth Archie comic, so yes, I'm going to fund this to try to find this new revenue stream, or are they going to say, you know what, I'm, I'm fine with what I've got and, and go, and I'm not a part of that community, so I can't really say whether I think that's a, 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 a good step for them to do. It's it's an interesting step. I mean, what's next? Are we going to see you know uh, you know bigger and bigger companies try to kickstarter ideas that they don't necessarily want to take the risk on doing on their own, but they think might be a good idea? I mean, is 3M going to come out with a new? super gluey product that, you know, is like flubber or something, but they don't really want to fund it, so they're going to go kick, fund a crowdfund flubber? I, I don't know. It's, it's a weird kind of position because if it's something that they think would be profitable and a good thing for the company, you think they would find or get the, the, the backing or have the backing to do it internally. It kind of feels like they're just playing it safe Oh, oh, this failed. Well, we didn't lose any money because all those suckers paid for it. Mm, I don't know. I talked Dave, a lot there, Dave. <laughs> very quiet, yeah. Uh, it's it's Archie. It's, you know, they, they, they want to try and fund it that way. If people are interested, it gets funded. Simple as that. But what do you think <laughs> about, what do you think about, like, Hewlett Packard says we want to make a brand new kind of tablet with a new OS and it's going to blow everything out of the water, but we can only do it if we get $500 million in Kickstarter. I mean, do you think that that's, I mean, that's kind of the extension of where this is, what this is starting. Well, I think, I think you answered it already though. Yeah, that's sure. something that the market will bear. You know, if, if people want it, then they'll back it. And if they don't, if people want it, they believe in it. I mean, there's all kinds of products on there that people... Like, there was one I know that a friend of mine backed, and I'm wondering if he's ever going to get this one. It's those uh, those uh, telemetry Bluetooth uh, earbuds, you know, mm -hmm. that take your vitals and everything like that. I mean, it's a really cool idea for a product and stuff. It seems really ambitious. He funded it because, you know, he wants to, you know, let them have a crack at it. Um, there was some of these this crazy, like, lightsaber battle one um, that people wanted to make, these, like, you know, really cool things, and that got a lot of funding for it. I know a buddy of mine who invested in that one. It's just, like, if you got a cool idea and you need money to do it and you want, you know, access to a bunch of people on the Internet to be able to fund it, why not? There's a lot of indie comics that are going through Kickstarter in this way. And Patreon. Yeah, that would not exist if it wasn't for um, these websites that, gave them access so artists can create independently with still access to a wide audience and, you know, find that. Yeah, I don't know, but so to me, that, that, just, that just feels completely different than what this is to me, though. This is like... Well, we're not talking oh, about Marvel or DC. You keep you keep making these these parallels to yeah, HP. Yeah, just because it's... 
or just because it's an established name doesn't mean that they're a big company anymore. They're they're broken off. I mean, this is like you know the people making you know that uh, Blundstein game. You know, it's a spiritual successor to Castlevania. Everybody knows Castlevania. Everybody loves Castlevania. It's not Konami though. It's some of the people that worked on the original stuff. Right, um, but this isn't this they, isn't they the people that used. But this isn't the guy that used to own Archie who left it and now wants to do his own Archie like or Archie book. This is still Archie Comics. This is still a company which must be viable because it still exists. That's not true. <laughs> well, well okay. all right. I mean, it may very well it may very well be viable, but maybe they really don't have the capital to expand on talent needed to offer yeah. an ongoing. But, you know, okay, well, well again, could be a last but, but remember, again, this is a Kickstarter. There's no guarantees here. So people throw in all this money to it, and they try to put the book together, and it just flops. They don't even publish it. That's going to go down a lot worse than Jimmy Joe Bob is trying to make the best Metroidvania game ever, and it takes him 16 years, and he never finishes. Well, I think it's it's exactly the same. I mean... You've got the same inherent risk. Whether right. you're no, I, 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 on that. you do, but I don't think people will perceive it the same. I'm, not, I'm, I'm saying this is this is this is emotional. Uh, this is not rational, clear, logical thought risk. This is perceived the perception. <laughs> this is perception <laughs> risk, right? I mean, this is this is this company now stole my money and mm. now we find out that the president of Archie Comics got a $500,000 bonus this year. Well, I mean, that's and, and the, the type is, of risk that they they're running with this. Yeah, but I also think you you have to look at it from the business's side. We want to expand three comics, three comic lines. We could either a go get a loan from a bank or a venture capitalist and pay high interest rates, or b we could try Kickstarter and have it actually pre-funded up front and not have to take a loan with interest from a bank. From from the business perspective, it makes complete sense to try crowdsourcing. Well, yeah, businesses are, you know, going to take advantage of a consumer at any chance they can. So, yeah, of course that makes sense. That's not what you said in our late... Never mind, I'll do that on Thursday. (laughs) We have to take a position. We don't necessarily believe in it. (laughs) (laughs) We have to discuss the angles and the different perspectives of the story. Opinions. Well, we should probably. Uh, do, do we have any? Yeah, do we have any other uh, news articles? Because I'm actually tapped out. Um, well, one that I, uh, I don't know, Dave. Did you see the news about the PC version of Axiom Verge? No, I did not actually this week. Uh, it's releasing on Steam this week. Uh, tomorrow, I believe, if my information is correct. And it is essentially exactly the same as the PS4 version, with one interesting little tweak. What did you think of the map in Axiom Verge? I was fine with it. It had that sucked. It had that super. Uh, I went. I went going in with the opinion opinion that it was going for the Super NES, you know, Metroid style. Sucks. Right, yeah. but still, I mean, it's, it's it's a style choice, and they picked it. Right. Well, it, well, they're not doing what I would have hoped they were doing with it, uh, which is making it easier to get to because, man, that thing's kind of a pain in the butt. Um, but you what they are doing... What? You press a button. 
Well, you press a button, but if you happen to be on the item screen, then you got to... Re- the, the controls to me are just weird. And maybe it's just a me thing, but if it says the map's over here, I'll push the button this way, but then that slides the sliders this way, which actually the map was that way. Whatever. Um, so, seriously. seriously, this was this is an issue for me. Okay. Um, uh, it's actually know, an issue for me, too. And in an era where, you know, almost every single... I mean... Even Super Metroid had the map on the screen, didn't it? Maybe not. No. No. Okay. But I mean, that's one upgrade update that they they he he I keep on saying they. There's a he could have you know considered, but that's not what they did. But what they did do is uh, include the ability to put a marker on the map. So now, if you know there's a branching route where you're going to go one way or the other, but you don't necessarily think you'll necessarily remember where you were when you made that branching decision, you can put a marker in that block on the map. Or if there's an item that you can see but you can't get yet because you don't have the power up, you can put a marker in that block and say, "Hey, I need to come back to this block." Can you do multiple markers or just one? Um, it it doesn't say exactly, but from the prose that's used, I am inferring that there are multiple markers. Okay. There. Is there a save it just one? That's just a cruel joke of an upgrade. Yeah, yeah. If there's only one, you're true. That would be that would be a very cruel, cruel, uh, cruel joke. But it it doesn't it doesn't say that there's more than one. Oh, wait a minute, wait a minute. I may think I missed a sentence. Ah, okay. So this isn't the cruelest joke, but it's kind of a semi-cruel joke. The feature is limited to allowing only two markers on the map at any one. <laughs> that guy's a bastard. I love him. Ah, uh, so, so there's that. Um, I I would have preferred that they would have put the map on the screen because I did. It would just be a better reference, and then if you needed more detail, you could go into it. But um, breaking it's still a great news. game. What? Breaking news! Someone just noticed that uh, Nintendo's E3 briefing is scheduled for the exact same day and time as Square Enix's press conference. <laughs> so Nintendo is saying, F you, Square Enix. Once That's again. awesome. No, this, well, this what's that going to mean since both of them are using DNA to produce their mobile games? How, how's that going to work? Since that's all they're going to do anymore. Well, they're not going to talk about the DNA mobile games at E3. They've already said that. Oh, okay. uh, Nintendo will not will not be doing that press event. So... Um, one one last thing we didn't we didn't hit on um, is today came out on the PlayStation Four and Three. You now have the ability, if you did not play this previously, to buy The Last of Us: Left Behind, the side story featuring Ellie and her friend, whose name escapes me at the moment, um, as a individual independent Riley. Uh, Riley thank you. Uh, downloadable game for ten dollars. So. Hmm. If you never played that and you sold your copy of Left of Us or Last Left of Us, Last of Us, uh, and you never experienced that add-on content, you can go ahead for ten bucks on the PS3 or PS4 this week and uh, purchase that and play that companion slash prequel slash side story slash thing slash. Left of Us is a uh, Hillary Clinton uh, election <laughs> simulator. Sorry. <laughs> I, I hate to say it, but in the end, in the end, she does she does have to put down Bill. It's not it, no, it's very it's a lot of tears. Oh, dang. Oh, God. oh boy! All right, so uh, let's put this poor 
Pretty flowers. Thank you all for Thank you all for watching. Of course, do please like and subscribe here on YouTube. Also, do visit our website at gamersledge.com where you can find the latest of all the happenings. Our new schedule is Mondays, our video veg. Tuesdays, our quick bites. Wednesdays, of course, Gamers Ledge podcast. Thursdays are talking them down from the ledge, and then Fridays are generally dedicated to spoiler casts. This week we will be doing an Agents of Shield uh, season finale spoiler cast. Can we can we do a combo? What's the other one? Wait, did Flash have its season finale or is that? It did not. It's next week. Oh, that's right. That's that is next week. That's right. Yeah, because I was planning on originally doing a combo, but then yeah, it's, it's been merciful in giving me a chance to catch up. And holy crap, was it good too yeah, this week? It was. <laughs> I need to catch it was up. Pretty Shut good. Up. Shut up. It was, it was pretty good. Pretty, pretty, pretty good. Um, but yeah, so uh, visit us uh, on gamersledge.com. Check out our Facebook page at facebook.com/gamersledge. Twitter is at gamersledge. Twitch is twitch.tv slash vault99 because they still won't let me change the name. And of course, uh, you can check out our YouTube channel here at any point in time. Final thoughts for today. Dave, tank us home. I, um, I've been building shelves for all my movies and games in the basement. And I, and I think I need more shelf space. I have a lot of stuff. Well, thanks for that. Matt, heal us out. <laughs> uh, yeah, wow. Mom, like most healers, I have absolutely no useful function since nobody's hurting at the moment. <laughs> um, oh, trust me, we're all oh, hurting. We're, we're hurting. all hurting. Um, <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm, uh, I just saw that the teaser trailer for Supergirl dropped, so I will have to watch that and, and see. If and it, I am it, not hearing good things. Yeah, really? no, not so far. I am, I, I am hearing I, that it's, it looks like a Saturday Night Live sketch. I, I don't know. It looks kind of fun. Like, it, it's a different. They're definitely going for a thing, and I, I, I'm not sure if I hate it. Okay then. Um, my final thoughts. I have a couple. First of all, uh, the Muppets trailer. If you haven't watched it, we'll talk about it on Video Veg on Monday. But you do need to watch that. It may have uh, the greatest line all, Kermit has ever uttered ever in the history of the Muppets. Yeah, I, I agree. Um. <laughs> Ex Machina, saw it last night. It's amazing. We'll talk about that on Video Veg next week as well. I also may be going to watch Mad Max on Friday. Was not planning on it, but then the Mrs. Unit saw the trailer for it, and she was like, this looks amazing. And then really? I was like, okay, I guess we'll go. What? what? Yeah, so. Oh, wow, that, that's like a whole hour-long discussion into why that was... Yeah, so... You see the rating I, it's getting on Rotten Tomatoes? I, I've seen the no. rating it's getting on Rotten Tomatoes. It's like 89 or 98 percent. Yeah. Ridiculous. Wow. Um, so my final thought for the day is, uh, what did one shark say to the other while eating a clownfish? This tastes funny to you. This tastes funny. You got it. Until next week. Game on. Fish are friends, not food. I'm kind of scared.